0: you Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Future Film Podcast. It's your host here, Robert Fitzhugh. Uh, With all that's going on in the media, we thought we'd take a moment uh, to take a break from all that and speak to a a very interesting and very talented filmmaker, Anthony Z. James. Anthony has crafted an amazing and very compelling um, feature uh, using shot on an iPhone um, called Ghost. Um, so we wanted to speak to Anthony this week a little bit about uh, making a film on your phone, a bit about his background, a bit of it's his first time actually dabbling in in shooting on a phone, and the end results are phenomenal. So we wanted to speak to him a little bit about his process and how he got into it. As always, this week's episode of the pod is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, SV Assets. I'm getting better at these ads. Uh, SV Assets are revolutionizing smartphone photography. What they do is they offer really high-end optics, so lenses and cases for those lenses for your phone. And it really gives our customers a chance to improve and enhance all their creations. Uh, You can step up your game and stay a step ahead of the competition and boost your confidence today with these premium smartphone optics from SV Assets. Um, as part of um, their sponsorship they kindly offered us a 25% discount on all their products if you go to their website which is www.capturethemoments.se and you use the checkout code Dublin25 this will give you 25% off all of their uh, products which is an amazing deal um, and they're solid lenses I've been using them myself over the last couple of weeks so remember SV Assets buy content creators for content creators Let's now get on with the pod. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing? Uh, welcome to the show. How you getting on? Hey, Rob. Glad to be with you. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, agreeing to chat to us today. Uh, for our listeners who are tuning in, uh, we are talking to Anthony Z. James, who is the director of The Very Excellent Ghost, which is a feature-length um, film that you shot on, on which phone?
1: It was actually iPhone 8, I believe,
0: not the Plus one, the, the, the simple one. How did you, uh, did you, was it the phone you had in your pocket or was it that you went out and you chose that phone specifically? I actually
1: had seven in my pocket when I decided to do it okay. and, and, and I thought what was the most recent at the time, it was about two years ago Yeah. Um, and eight just, just came out I think by the time we started shooting.
0: Nice and like before I get into that and before I get into about the whole kind of technological stuff like that, was this your first feature? It was, yeah. See, I'm really interested because, like, I, we deal a lot with shorts and things like that for the festival. Like, we deal an awful lot with shorts, but I'm always looking out for features, particularly features that are shot on, uh, on phones, um, because I think it's very, very impressive, and I'm very, very interested in kind of that whole process and how you go about it. But, like, what was your background before you even decided to kind of head out and make a film on a phone? Well,
1: I, I did um, study film uh, at Westminster Uni here in London. And then was doing sh- various kind of shorts um, on on more p- appropriate, you know, proper proper <laughs> equipment and cameras, um, it, as you're supposed to by the book. Um, yeah. Also doing some storyboarding work for the directors.
0: And then, like, how many shorts did you shoot? How much kind of stuff were you making? Oh, I
1: mean, I probably started when I was 15, okay, so cool. must be over a dozen, maybe various kinds of
0: kind of short shorts and what was the kind of uh like were you before you got to shoot and ghost were you working on film sets or were you kind of producing your own kind of content or was it like were you yeah. off scratching together your own kind of shorts with a little money or were you working kind of on a, on a professional set and kind of in the business working away full-time
1: so i was sort of i was lucky to get into storyboarding as a daytime full-time job like oh, f- freelance uh, right out of uni um and because of my art school background before, and uh, you know, whenever I had time or saved up a bit of money, I always had a little little short I wanted to make. So and, and try different different genres, try drama, comedy, horror even. Um, and and you experiment that way and learn learn to find your people. I think
0: most importantly which out of the, which out of the th- which out of the genres did you find the like what 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 are those kind of genres did you struggle the most with i only asked because the way you said drama comedy horror normally it go, people go horror comedy drama you know what I mean, horror seems to be the one that people go for first but kind of did you struggle with any of them in particular um uh or what, what were you least comfortable kind of wrapping um
1: yeah, I would say probably, you know, I struggle with all of them. Yeah, when you make horror it's never scary enough. When you make comedy yeah, it's never true. funny enough. <laughs> so but I I I try to think about all of them as a drama and just um the genre being like just a little spice on the top, like a little angle. Um rather than rather than building from 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 scratch as a genre piece. Um like probably the most successful as as a short was this, um, five minute film, a roof story, uh, that I got into raindance a few oh, years cool. back. So that was probably our best success with, with festivals. And that was, that was like a black comedy, but, um, and it was very easy, like, from what the script was, was the story was easy to make it quite slapsticky. It's about, um, about a guy who wants to jump off a roof and then he's stopped by a beggar, like oh, a homeless nice. man, yeah. uh, who, who, you know, and they get into this situation and, and it's sort of, Easy to get into slapsticks, very sort of straightforward comedy um, territory. But um, the way I saw it, and what I enjoy most, is, is try to find the human drama in it and tone it down always. Um, uh, because I, f- I find in, in, in life, you know, so many horrific situations feel like a horror movie in real life, or incredibly funny and awkward situations, and it's still it's still real life. And I think when you watch a movie and it tries to be funny or tries to be genre i think they, it's just difficult to believe difficult to get into it, at yeah, least for that's
0: me a, that's a really good way of putting looking at it because like i i, I was having a conversation with someone before on the show where we were talking about comedy and how difficult it is but i would think comedy is so hard especially if you set out or you intend to make something funny then you kind of it's you're into dangerous territory but what you're saying is like it's a good way of looking at it. you're looking at the human drama side of it and the human element of it and life is, life is absurd and funny but you should really focus on the kind of normality of it and then heighten it, as you said, put the spice on it with, you know, a bit of, a bit of comedy here and there. But yeah, you're, if you've got to set, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely.
1: I was just thinking that, that you know, when you try to make a good drama, like, uh, you know, tugging the hard strings, right? And you want it to be, well audience to, 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 to cry. You know, you don't want the, the, the actors to cry, the characters to, to they, they don't want you to, to show emotions, right? And uh, same with comedy. If you try to make it funny, it's not gonna be funny. But like the more you try not to make it funny, but the, the situation is ridiculous on its own.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: you try, to, as if a characters, you know, like they, they, they're not laughing, you know. So, so same with horror, you know. It's, it's, um, you want you, you know, if, if a characters try to avoid the situation, avoid the genre, you know, maybe it, it becomes, you know, inevitably more, you know, stronger rather than, you know, selling
0: it. That's really interesting so well, no matter what genre you're doing you're always coming at it from the most realistic kind of human side of it and then adding those extra elements to it to kind of uh, beef it up for whatever genre it's in but now that that's kind of interesting I did I've done horror and I've done comedy uh, I haven't really done a drama I did like a dark comedy slash drama but I really struggled with it because um i I i I, I suppose I, I at the, when I did a comedy in particular I I had a very core idea and I, maybe I was just a weak director at the time, but I, I listened to too many people and I diluted that core idea down and it was a very, very dark comedy and it gradually became more and more slapsticky, but it wasn't very funny slapsticky and it became so removed from, from real human behavior. And I had originally modeled it, like you're saying, I, it, was, it was based on a true story. It was very much about a human interaction but by the end, it was some a weird hybrid between human interaction meets slapstick, and it just was a weird thing that didn't quite land. But um, yeah. no, I just, I, I just, I know, Robert. It's,
1: yeah. it's it's easy, easy to, especially you know, when everything is a collaboration, and um, yeah. if you don't have very strong moorings, what do you want to do? And you only learn that you know, I've definitely was in a project where where it was supposed to be something else, mm-hmm. and and it just just through sheer journey of you know, people's involvement and your own mind shifts and. You know, you get new ideas, and then it comes out completely different, and uh, yeah, especially for fun- subtle things.
0: It's funny because I'm, I'm, I think I learned valuable lessons from that because I, I generally tend to, uh, I, I'm still very collaborative, but on the early stages of stuff, I generally tend not to, until I get to a certain point where I feel that, you know, I'm ready to take people's ideas on board, but not enough to let it kind of dilute my core idea. Is probably the best way to look at it. Uh, and to, to maybe add to what i've done as opposed to you know because i'd be the type of i used to be the type of person if you came to me and you said oh, i i think you should do this and do this I'd be like oh my god and i'd go in and i'd start revamping scripts and changing stuff because if you, but in the end i just wasn't kind of committed enough to my original idea i suppose and that's why it changed but i mean it's just interesting that's a whole kind of thing about collaboration and stuff like that but um the one thing i did i did a quick question before we move on to ghosts about like that is um has a freelance storyboarder what is what was that like is that? Are you very much like how much? I'm just curious from a personal perspective. As a freelance storyboarder, are you like called in and you just have to interpret a director what the director tells you? How how early in a project are you involved if you're a freelance uh, storyboarder? Well, um, it
1: sort of depends, I guess, on a project and and a, yeah. you know, it's quite flexible. But I mostly do commercials. Okay. And 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 it's a quick turnaround. I've done a couple of a couple of movies. But uh, mostly commercials, and it's very quick turnaround. And usually, the the client, the agency, they want to see the director's vision or, or, or creator's vision on paper as as a like, little comic book instead mm-hmm. of you know a script and uh, helps them visualize. Um. So usually you come in and you translate like I in a way it's like translator. It's a different yeah. language. You're translating in a uh into into visual language. You agree on the style. You agree what what they want it, the end result to look like because it's quite you know, variety of options to go for, you know, either something very quick, rough shooting boards just for the team to be on the same page or sometimes it's very elaborate um, keyframes that you can even decide on a grading, you know, the the look of the colors way before it's even shot, like so many projects that we've done. uh, People don't believe that they are done months before the shoot because they look exactly, you know, like almost like stills from from the film. Yeah, like Furber.
0: That's incredible. I I guess...
1: yeah, you just adapt. You adapt to what, what what director needs, and you know, try to try to help them.
0: Just on, a, on just because I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by. It. Do you find do you find sometimes you, that some directors are, are aren't very good at articulating uh, their vision? Do you find this like when you're when say you're translating, like you said, you're translating. Do you find sometimes it's hard to kind of I would, collaborate I would with say somebody?
1: To... it Definitely needs experience. I think you know, like most things, you know, with experience, you. You learn to. I wouldn't say that. You know, kind of explain it. It's just everybody explains it differently, and everybody yeah. has different things that they care about. And you know, and and some often they don't even want to do storyboards. You know, you see because it's oh, that's, usually. That's
0: interesting. You know,
1: yeah, a lot of directors, you know, they they love shooting documentary style, improvisation style, <clears throat> and um, and and they want to be free on the set. But then the client, you know, the people who are who are organizing the whole thing. They want to see, from, yeah. you know, some sort of guidelines where it's going you know, what it's gonna look like because they're investing a lot of money in it and, you know, there's a whole corporate structure behind it. So, you know, I, I try to come in and say, okay, you know, I've, you know, some people hate the process and you've been forced into it perhaps, but you know, trust me, after this, you're gonna love it. You know, you're gonna enjoy this. And you try to, be, try to yeah. be, a friend, you know, try to try That's- to help them, you know, and then bridge that gap. Really.
0: I know from, uh, that's fair enough, because I know from working with corporate clients and stuff like that, generally they 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 tend to be on board with the director's view and opinion until they see it. And then they're like, we want changes. So if you're in a position to be able to kind of have that clear and laid out for them in advance, that probably minimizes your your, your post-production work on the back end when, when everything kind of is visualized exactly the way it was from day one. Um, yeah, it no, helps I,
1: everybody. Yeah, it's for sure. You know, like funny thing, I mean, I don't I didn't storyboard my films. Yeah. Well, my my films are not a <laughs> well, curiously,
0: you, you, know? you have it in your head, I suppose, and, and 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 that's uh kind of I suppose, yeah. I mean they always say you should storyboard, it, but it's strange if you're you're a storyboard artist and you don't end up uh storyboarding your own stuff. But I mean that's like most things. Some people work I in social purely... media. Yeah. Look,
1: I would advise everybody to do that, and and I, I did, you know, on shorts. But on this one, we didn't really eventually because the team was so small, and and there was not really many people we need to account for, yeah, know, and, and explain it. And we could, and it was such a you know run and gun kind of thing. You you can't really you 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 can't come in too prepared because you're going to be disappointed yeah, it's so you got ch- yeah have yeah play guidelines and and you just yeah. follow that and see where it takes you um but it depends on the project you know like again yeah. most of those projects i had to storyboard um and they sometimes end up being exactly like like planned, sometimes very different but you know it is required by 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 the you know by by how things are done and, yeah. and that helps a lot, you know. When, when, when you know we have a big team and people, you know, responsibility ladder above and, and below and all that, to bring everybody on the same page because it's just easy to misinterpret so many things. And um, visual language is universal, so you have, you know, you have the little comic book of the mm-hmm. thing you want to do, and wherever they are in the world. There's no risk of mis- misinterpreting because you know they see the same same thing. So so it really works in most most cases. Just sometimes you know you you not always have time. You do not always have a budget. Sometimes you know people um uh, you know we w- get involved in variety kind of projects from from shorts to, to to huge features and and everything in between. And and sometimes it's just you know people would like to have boards for because it's you know it's 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 fun to do sometimes even mm. and and you know everybody loves to see see the their project in advance you know on paper yeah. and maybe figure out some potential issues that're going to arise but often it's just the time and budget you know there're better ways to spend your time and, and 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 money in my case that was i didn't have i didn't have time or or funds to to build like a like a storyboard book yeah. you know of a film um because of the circumstance, again, you have to adapt.
0: So, like, just in regards to that, like, so, just to talk a little bit about Ghost in that capacity, Ghost was Ghost your first feature. It was absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and what was it? The, the, like the the story is is brilliant, right? I think it's really good. It's really well shot for especially for a first feature, regardless of of whether it's on a phone or not. It's very, very captivating, very engaging. But um, why, why shoot on a phone? I mean, was it, was it a logistics, was it a time and money thing, or was it a challenge? I'd say
1: both, really, because, yeah. it, well, it's a, I remember promising myself to shoot a feature before I'm 30,
0: nice. and,
1: and I was, I think, 28 at the time, and, and so I realized how, how fast approaching that, that is, and then promised yeah. to myself. And the story was sort of bits of a story floating in my, my head for years. Mm-hmm. And we shot a little um, short day one, um, which is like the same character and also first day out of out of prison. This is, you know similar kind of story. Yeah. And a lot of things worked really well there. We all believed and and wanted to explore it further. And mostly the, the lead lead character and then the actor who played the lead was was brilliant. And so we wanted to try that further. And then just looking at the it's just many things came together. Like, for example, looking at, at, at a current um, industry situation, you know, where you, where do you put your film? What is happens with your film? How to you get your audience? Yeah. All this stuff. And, and I really wanted to try and experiment with it and find out for myself, you know, instead of reading all, all different opinions. And uh, secondly, after almost a decade after film school, I wanted to see if I can pull it off. If mm-hmm. I can tell a story, yeah. if, if, you know, I just, you know, The whole goal was just to see if it makes sense and if it's watchable if you know if you can make a story that that the arc of a character and you know the the logically falls through and then if it's engaging enough to 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 last for 90 minutes and um then you know i need the most straightforward way to do it you know proper ways to you know write a script for you know two years perhaps and develop it and
0: that have, is that the fun. development process was two years? But yeah,
1: you have to get yeah. you know find, find maybe a writer who, who's better you know putting things on paper. Well, I'm not that good at you know specifically like dialogue I, writing.
0: I, I would be the same as that. That's one of the things that always slowed me down is that I couldn't find someone to write scripts for me. Uh, oftentimes, I would prefer if somebody handed me a script that I could adapt. Uh, but I always found the writing process to be I'm just not I'm just not good at, at writing. I, I I have no patience for it. It's a skill in itself that I just don't have. Um, exactly.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm the same. And people say, oh, go find a writer. And, you know, finding a writer to, to the story that you have, you want to tell. And exactly. somebody you know, who's able to tell that story with you, it's like finding, like, your spouse. You know, it's, yeah. you know, you can't just go and find them. You know, it happens or it doesn't. So if destiny doesn't land you somebody in front of you, then you have to get it done anyway. And I thought, if, if I'm going to just sit down, and try to put on paper, go through all, you know, proper channels, it, you know, by that is going to take me years and I might not have the, it might, you know, I might want to do something else by that time, different projects. Yeah. And again, like any, it depends on, on a story, on a project, uh, it, so certain things fit the process and certain, certain things don't. And, and the story was such that was able, you know, I was able to to tell it in a, in a more simplistic way and and with a lot of improv and and without the you know excessive funds and, and and finding funds you know you have to anyway like any project I do I sit down and say okay what's the minimum bare minimum I could do this with yeah. and if it's a certain project that that requires you know I don't know sets and large cast or or etc restru- you just put it you know in back pocket and wait wait for different times on different circumstances. But this one was something that I, I believed we could shoot around. What was the possible there? Just just reach out and grab it. And um, I think Tangerine, I think, yeah, came out like a couple of years before. Yeah. And I was sort of hearing about it, and people, you know, all keep keep talking like a new new wave was saying, just go and do it. You know, people shoot on the phones. Why don't you just shoot on a phone? And that was the the zeitgeist. And. Yeah but nobody was actually doing it en masse, right? Yeah, and, and, nobody, and
0: nobody was doing like uh, features and you know, something that requires, you know, at the time, something that requires a lot of work and a lot that of equipment. was
1: Yeah, that was the only... But, but that film came out, it was released on, on big screens and won a bunch of awards, and it was you know proper, proper film, right? And I remember one evening, I was really, at the time, time of my life, I got to do something, and I remember the film, and I watched the film... And I started researching all the equipment that I used and what's the possibility of the iPhone, all that. You know, I didn't sleep that night. Yeah. And and and, and remember the, the bits of the story that I wanted to tell and saw, it's just, you know, connections of, you know, the, the practicality and and the story, right? And there's a practical aspect, how you're going to shoot, where you're going to shoot, whom, how long it's going to take. On the other side is the story that you want to tell. So you can't really compromise. You have, you know, like, you can't, okay, I'm not going to change the story around, but you can... Marry them if, if if it's possible, right? So yeah, that night, t- 24 hours, you know, all, you, you know all, sitting in front of a table and just trying to put it together, I was just really fired up. Um, and yeah, and I saw that it's supposedly possible if if the you know the cast and then a few essential essential supporters were were agreed with me because you can't do it on your own, right? You're not going to shoot yourself. I mean, you can. Again, yeah, project, you, you, know, you need to yeah. find a cast who who believe that it's no waste of time to to perform in front of you with the iPhone. You know.
0: What was the uh, the length of time on that shoot?
1: So the shoot itself was exactly two weeks. Maybe we had oh, a week really? in the middle. You know that we didn't shoot. we were like preparing. Yeah. Um. It was two. Yeah, it was pretty tight. But the thing is, that was possible because of the iPhone again. Um. Come just purely comparing with. the with the you know proper shoot with the with the bigger team, cameras, lights, all that stuff. It's just the the setup, the setup, changing setups, moving setups. It's just you know fast. all that. Yeah, it's just so fast. So we worked on exactly like probably two scenes a day. You know, you have a morning scene, you know, afternoon scene, and you just rock up and you shoot. And we used most like I think all the exteriors of available lights. Yeah. Um Natural light, all the interiors are mostly practicals, or available light from the windows, and a little bit of maybe well, a couple of uh, small LEDs just to save us where is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can just, you know, like the actors are ready to go, and they actually uh, feel more in the mood when you just go. And um,
0: yeah, you so, know, I yeah. Mean, sometimes, long, that down, sometimes that downtime while you're moving lights and setting up cameras and stuff like that on set can be a real momentum killer. So it must be nice to just show up at a location, spend X amount of time setting up, and then just fire through it. Um, yeah, it's and, almost the camera isn't there, even. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's almost... And, and and were you able to... Did you take advantage of the fact that you could play back your your, your footage there and then on set and see where you've done wrong or what stuff looked like and be able to kind of tinker and tailor as you're moving? Yeah, of course. Uh, I just, I think um, when it's
1: available, such a thing, and so easily available... It's important not to start abusing it. Um, remi- yeah. Remind me of my first shoot ever when I was just experimenting with the camera we found, and and half of the time, if not more, was was sitting and watching it between the takes because everybody was so amused by you yeah, know yes. in- instant replay. Here it's you know important not not to get into that because the you know battery time mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know you you can check stuff that you've just shot, but mostly you try not to because it's up the battery, it's up the time.
0: And then like, cause you, you look like you really looked out in the sense that you had an incredible cast. I mean, like it's the, the visuals are are brilliant and then you've got a really, really good cast. And that kind of elevates the entire thing. Um, like regardless of how you shot it or what it was shot on, it's a really impressive feature debut, like particularly performance wise, working with actors. Um, and the fact that you shot it on a phone and you were able to do a quick with those fast turnarounds is almost like a cherry on top. But it's just it's just it seems so well put together in terms of rehearsing and stuff like that and, and, and rehearsing for those outdoor shots and things like that. How long did you spend kind of tinkering with the phone to figure out what its limitations were and what you could get away with uh, in advance of those kind of setups, those two setups a day? Or like, had you all that figured out exactly in advance or was there any sort of kind of last minute this isn't making sense? What are we going to do type stuff? I, th- I think
1: mostly the second in you know, the lesser yeah. option because, you know, it, in a way, in a way, it was it was silly not to test it more and and to yeah. really know exactly what you're dealing with. On the other hand, if I knew the limitations fully before before committing to shoot, I wouldn't have done it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and and
1: one major reason is is the you know, because everything you shot with one. One lens, right? It's one yes. lens that is also very wide and very, you know, deep focus. So, you know, a close-up would be a whole city, you know, in, in the yeah. shot or a whole pub, wherever you are. And uh, There's a shot when, you know, one of the characters looking at the, some poles and you can see his profile and some poles, yeah. you know, in the same shot. Um, So, you know, I did some tests um, uh, before just to see if, you know, Generally, if you can cover like wide, medium, close-up, kind of, kind of. <laughs> but, um, but <laughs> you know, you, you figure out as you go because I was kind of maybe even afraid to test it fully and find out that it's too difficult. I don't know. But when you're in it, you're you're forced to to come up with creative decisions, and 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 utilize that that limitation. And, and I think the important thing is not to try to emulate a proper film that we're used to, you know, with nice shallow depth of field. With all the all those different lenses and then different you know capabilities, yeah. Um We all know, you know know you just that's it, that's all you have, that's your tool. And then the shots, I, I kind of knew that, that I'm gonna have to probably, and I wanted to to shoot in you know, aesthetic to, to be like long takes, and, yeah. and and you know two shot shots, you know. With, I don't want to do much back and forth, you know, ping ponging of of of. Uh, yeah. Style, that, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, we knew we were gonna have to go, go almost like documentary style, and uh, and and, and the lent itself to that, and and because we used a lot of improv, it was sort of you, you can't really a couple of scenes are back and forth cutting, you know, usual over shoulder close-ups, and that yeah. was the most difficult to edit because when you improvise, it's, you know, one is going one way and then you tweak <laughs> it, it's insane, you know, like there's one scene that looks very simple in the film. But I, I pulled my hair editing it and I, I thought that's <laughs> it. I, I'm not going to make a film. Um, yeah. but, but you try to, you know, like you have a shot. Okay, you know it's deep and you know it's wide. So you try to make it in a location that's interesting, you know, all, you know, interesting behind and behind and behind. And uh, and, and that both performances are, you know, I love to see w- what happens between performances, you know, between the yeah. two people. And you know, when somebody's speaking, other, others reacting, you wouldn't cut at them. At the, at, the, at the character you wouldn't cut a cut you know because somebody's speaking is yeah it's just kind of yeah i knew the limitation informed the aesthetic and eventually worked out i think just about but um no, yeah it, that's stuff yeah
0: it does it has that kind of when you now when you're saying long takes and and things like that it has that kind of vibe to it. it's just a very polished looking very realistic Uh, the performances go a long way in that regards as well it's a very realistic very lived in film and... Yeah, and you
1: mentioned performances, and say, I think absolutely um, the cast carries the film. And you know that knowing that I'm going to have good casts that I found through other shorts that we've done before, you know, key key members of a cast, you know, that I, I either I'm going to do it with them or it's not going to happen. And if they, if they sign up and not not run away in the middle of a shoot, it's going to be you know fine. So you just want to. I remember speaking with them. Uh, the sort of DP of the film ended up being more of a gaffer, you know, helping us with the lights and mm. you know how best to set it up, and um, because it's impossible to find like a, a DP who's available for two weeks when you have no, yeah. no budget, really.
0: No budget. Yeah. Should,
1: yeah, when you have no interesting equipment to, to use, you just have an iPhone. But uh, like really, really great guy helping us w- with all that. And, and you remember when we met, and he said, okay, so what do you? What's your expectation? What do you want to? You know, how you want it to look? What, what's your of a film in terms of cinematography and i said really i just said i just want to capture it i just want to capture what's happening just a record you know that's it you know when, <laughs> when you start with the very minimal expectation yeah and 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 you just you're accommodating the the performance pretty much
0: no it's really kind of because like i'm very interested when you say just an iphone what equipment did you use on that because I think people would be very interested to know when they see it what you what what you used. What was your like in terms of gimbals, lenses, and all that sort of stuff? Did you have much of that, or was it just the phone? Of
1: course. Um. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of you know impossible to achieve anything remotely similar with just the phone. Yeah. Um, purely because you know the, when you try to do handheld, uh, the phone is very small, and your you know your hand is so close to the actual lens,
0: mm-hmm. just
1: tiniest movement is is translatable. You know, translates into into this. Uh, Shake—that's that's not yeah. very uh, nice. And um, uh, so I I watched Tangerine that night, then I decided to make a film, and I then instantly dove into into researching what kind of equipment they used. And I think we used pretty much the same equipment, oh, just a bit, a bit more you know newer versions, you know, because a yeah. few years a couple of years I think went on. I think they shot on five, shot on iPhone eight. You know, they, they used, I think, the same, probably was Osmo, maybe something else, but, you know, similar yeah. kind of g- gimbal. And they used, like, anamorphic lens adapters from Moondog. So, you know, shout out to Moondog. And I, I yeah. got to call. It is impossible to find in in UK. Um, so I had to call New York, the headquarters, and, and ask them about it and how to get it and um, order it and ask them when they're going to release the ones for the iPhone eight yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I was one of the you know first ones to to get from for the
0: eight. Wow.
1: Uh, because they, they weren't even releasing them, but I knew the phone was out. I knew they're gonna have to release something for it. So I called. I said, "When is he, when is coming out?" And they kind of sent me the the earliest earliest possible. Oh, um...
0: well, that's how, that worked out well.
1: Yeah, that that you know things like that really I enjoy little bits like that. You know, they make it feel like it's a it makes it feel like a big deal. You know. Calling it's a funny
0: it's a funny I mean I don't know how, how how much it will be now, but there was that kind of feeling for a while where where companies were so um eager to kind of get their it still is, I mean Filmic Pro and all are still doing that, but companies are so eager to get people using their, their equipment that there was this type of thing like i couldn't imagine emailing canon and saying hey send me your latest lens and they'd be like sure no problem and they post it over to you Do you know what i mean uh there was this kind of excitement about about people trying to get them get you to use their equipment and stuff like that especially for filmmaking and it's still there to a degree i mean there's still a, there's a lot of there's a lot of maybe my my twitter bubble or whatever but i i deal a lot with manufacturers and stuff like that and they always seem to be so supportive and so helpful of people using their equipment and going on about it so it seems like a nice kind of system to be in um, but no, that's crazy that you could just email them and they'd be like, oh, a new lens? Sure, we'll send it to you. Yeah, but, um, well, I mean, pretty
1: much I, I had to order it. I just wanted to make sure if I, if they kind of said, that, you know, if you order lens for 7, you know, call us, it's almost, you know, we'll send you the one for 8, but it's not officially It's kind of out. So, so yeah, you, you know, it was, it was just having that conversation, having a little phone call yeah,
0: that kind of there. It just makes it
1: feel, yeah, like you're a part of something new, something fresh. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Know. The, um, so, so now you mentioned earlier on you said if I knew I wouldn't do it again now that you've done it what are you going to do next would you do that again <laughs> would you go down um, that road again or would you go back to kind of shooting on on, on traditional cameras
1: well you know the, the term traditional cameras I think it sort of expands it's changing by, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah true. It's changing. and um, I think at the time at the time that was the most straightforward way for me to do it and, you know, like, sometimes you feel like if I don't do this project now in the next few months, you know, the, the circumstance is going to change. And, you know, with yeah. the cast, with the, everything. Um, and you need to have, like, certain personal circumstances as well. I think it's very important to, to note that, you know, it, on one hand, like, yeah, everybody can go and shoot a film, right? But yeah. then to, to do it, you know, you have to have time and you have to have energy. And you have to certain people to who support you to do that. So, um, then, you know... Just, you know, hopefully try to build that, that circumstance around you. And um, uh, regarding the, the, your question about the equipment, th- at the time, that was, the, okay, I'm going to go grab and shoot it because it's possible because Tangerine came out. I think the way was, the day we started shooting a trailer for for
0: Unzane uh,
1: uh, came out. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, we, we're going to shoot this now and you know just recently done something. So it felt like, okay, so it, it might actually work out. Um, but now, you know, the goal isn't, you know, like, honestly, the goal wasn't to shoot on an iPhone. The goal was to shoot with something that you can just go and and use and it's going to be okay. Um, uh, so I think the next step, I'll, I think now, now I just got a um, black magic, you know, the black magic yeah. camera. I haven't shot anything properly. I just did some tests, but you know, that, that's also seems like a slight different, Maybe, maybe a bit closer traditional look, kind of film yeah. Uh, thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, thing, but it's also quite seems easy to use. And uh, I I'd say, you know, like shooting an iPhone is 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 just what it tells you. You can do things on different mediums. There's no like certain like rules. I yeah, expand. You, you really, have to, like yeah, yeah. You know, it used you're to not be just film.
0: Told to one kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just...
1: also the project. You know, it's yeah. one thing. It's the project. What kind of story? You know, like if you want to. Just aesthetic is a certain stories are asking for a certain aesthetic. And if you want to have some close-ups, intimate kind of shots or, or that sort of moody shots with, you know, with, with child, the feel it's not going to happen with the iPhone. Yeah. So you have to know what you're playing with and, and we wanted to have a sort of documentary look, wide shots, that kind of thing. It, you know, it, it m- m- worked. But it, I wouldn't say it works for every film. And yeah,
0: you'd be, I suppose you use the tool for the, the, the job yeah. at hand. Do you mean if if, if 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 an iPhone works for you and it suits the thing, I mean maybe maybe like if you don't want to do a a World War II drama set in a in a in a bunker with all extreme close-ups, you know, in pitch black might necessarily be your exactly like iPhone yeah, might necessarily yeah. be your weapon of choice. But uh, exactly like the, for example,
1: you know, if you shoot in one location, let's say minimal cast, one location, or or, or, or shoot mostly interiors. Even nice interiors, you gotta have something with a shallow depth of field, you know, to really get most of out of the location. Yeah. You know, if you shoot more exterior, uh, even in our film exteriors look way better than interiors, I'd say. Just because, you know, you have all this depth. You can show this, you know, the sky, the clouds, the, the city. It's it's there. It, you know, there's no way to, to to change that. Um I wouldn't say I would never shoot an iPhone. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I hated it. I enjoyed the the you know, the, so fluent and and the results. Look, we screened it at a 500 feet cinema, like as 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 a test screen, um, just to check if it holds up. You know, I wanted to yeah. see if it holds up. The, the sound and then the vision. And we explored like, shown 4K, explored 2K DCP, and imagine 500 like commercial cinema. Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's 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 huge, uh, and and it, it looks absolutely sharp. It looks fine. You know, so so if you're okay with not having that depth field aesthetic, it's fine. You know, and, yeah. and uh, you know the, the especially movement that you can get whether whether you know you're working with Osmo that you know tor- tourists use to run around Venice and all that
0: stuff. Yeah. So
1: so, so yeah. You, you know you can do that and and you know look inconspicuous, you can grab shots around. Uh, you know even without a cast, I was running around town just grabbing some you know B-roll sky, kind of and river, and this and that, you know just. Yeah, you know, it's it's so free, you know. Yeah. Um, those, depends on a project, but I wouldn't say no. I just probably would want to try something else. I think, you know, it's experimentation spirit is there. You know, you want to try different things. and I should, you know, if the project allows
0: it, you know. You're motivated to do another one anyway. You know, you're trying to make one before you're 30, but you're ready to make
1: another yes, one. Yes. Absolutely. I'll, you know, the, the process now is releasing and seeing how how it works nowadays with indie film well, that's release?
0: A that's a different world. That's a job in and of itself.
1: That's um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, like I know filmmakers hate that, and uh, but then who's gonna do it? Like so many films are lost because um, the, the you know the filmmakers, the producers, the directors, they just go through it. Send the festivals. The festivals don't accept it, which is like so difficult nowadays,
0: right? Yeah. Them. And then kind of give up and move on. Yeah. Because they move on because a lot of yeah. times you're so excited about creating and doing the project that when it comes to the the selling side of it you're like oh well and then you kind of want to jump onto another project and get that creative buzz again but that whole it's selling a shame. stuff it's a shame. is yeah, yeah. It it's is.
1: like necessary evil and then if you if you approach it as a game
0: oh, 100% you,
1: if you approach you know as a creative game like you know creating ads finding audience you know how you present a film, like you know, building a poster, all that stuff. if 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 you don't load it, if you accept it and then try to enjoy it. um and with films like that, there's no you know boss above your head to to you know push yeah. you just just have fun. and still your film. if you know it's a good test to see if you love your film. if if <laughs> if you know if if you like it, if you still love it, then you find a way to present it to the world, you know, like a baby, like like a kid that was
0: the one for me that was the part of filmmaking that i really liked that's why i liked producing i liked the whole back end of it i liked selling it to people and trying to find an audience Uh, and i knew i mean when i went when i studied filmmaking i knew after 10 minutes i was like i don't want to direct anything because i'd rather help very creative people make something but i really liked that back end process of kind of figuring out markets and audiences and who's going to watch it and how they're going to watch it and poster design and all that sort of stuff because i found it very very interesting i found the whole audience because i like cinema and i like the whole audience interaction and the audience idea of cinema uh so i always found that kind of really really fascinating and um, which is why i ended up where i was but um in terms of people and finding an audience where can people can people actually catch ghosts at the moment is there anywhere anyone listening can can watch it or is it still soon to be released
1: yeah, actually, it is released. Um, so, oh, cool. yeah, yeah we're doing, a, you know, a, f- a few cinemas, uh, like a very limited um, theatrical in UK, yeah. but which, which might be halted by the current, you know,
0: yeah, true
1: situation. Yeah, you know, worldwide, it's like, you know, the cancel to cancel can even, I think, you know, imagine all the all the big festivals that people eventually I get into. It, yeah. It's
0: yeah,
1: such a shame. Yeah, so so you know, might not. Might not happen, or might be get pushed back. But um, same time, it's it's out on VOD uh, on Amazon in UK, oh, cool. uh, yeah. and then outside outside UK, um, it's on Vimeo on demand. So wow. you can definitely catch it now, you know, <laughs> right away, and and, and cool. check it out, and give us a comment, give us a review. Yeah, well, if, I'll but, I'll, hey. I'll
0: run the trailer, and uh, I'll, I'll 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 find the link, and I'll put it on the on the thing, so I can get people to link to it and find it on on Amazon. Uh, sorry, on um, uh, what did you say? It was on Amazon Prime, was it? Yeah, it's on Prime. Oh, Prime, it's on Prime, Prime, Prime on. on, on sorry. On, yeah, currently
1: in UK and outside it's on on Vimeo on demand. I think only US still waiting for for, oh, for cool. one last one last um festival um and then it's gonna be out there in the summer. So, yeah. but if, uh, you know, outside of US it's, it's you know absolutely available to to check out.
0: Cool. Well, perfect. Well, we'll leave it on that note. So thank you so much for, uh, for chatting to us. Uh, it was very, very interesting. It was nice to get insight into uh, making a feature, which is something I'd be very interested in doing myself. I was going to say before I'm 30, but realistically now before I'm 40. But, um, it's never too late, Rob, and there, thanks so much for
1: having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: No worries. OK, thanks so much. That's it for our chat with Anthony for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I know I personally find the idea of shooting a feature on my phone uh, a mammoth undertaking, so it's really refreshing to hear uh, Anthony's kind of run-and-gun style to it, um, because the end results, uh, if you're lucky enough to see the film, are phenomenal. So... Um, linking what he's saying with the quality of the end product is, is, is pretty amazing if anyone wants to check out more about Ghost you can find it out on ghost, uh, uh, slash movie.com. Uh, you can also check out the film yourself now um, at uh, on Amazon Prime UK and uh, on Vimeo On Demand uh, worldwide um, so it's... Um, Hopefully going to get its uh, kind of uh, bigger release. Uh, but with all that's going on, uh, who knows how long that'll take. But for the most part, you can check that out right now on at Prime and Vimeo On Demand. Um, thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check out uh, kind of more stuff we have. We have more podcasts on the horizon. Um, and uh, stay safe and stay indoors and um, speak to you soon. Bye, guys. Thanks very much.